This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Hashes Kisisa Tavshin Pei Beis. Beginning of the past, we have this well-known mitzvah of counting Klai And that when Klai is counted, we don't count them directly, but they should give something, and that is how we count them. And we see if we count, we would give the Machzah Shekel. The Torah tells us everyone has to participate in the giving of the Shekel. And as we see, in the beginning of the parish in Pasuk Tezvav, a wealthy person cannot give more, and a poor person cannot give less. Everyone has to participate with a half a shekel. If a wealthy person wants to give more, he can give to other parts of the Mishkan. And a poor person, a poor person must get hold of a half a shekel, of a chatzi shekel, to give. We all know the reason this farm explained that every single Jew is precious, Every single Jew is valuable. It doesn't matter how much money you have, how many possessions you own, but every single Jew is precious, and therefore everyone has to participate in the building of the Mishkan. Everyone has to participate with Klai Yisrael. And on this explanation, Yisrael Salanter is bothered by something, because the first Mishnah in Shkolem, the first Halach in Shkolem, the Yashami says, Be'echad ba'adar, the first day of Adar, Mashmin ala Shkolem ba'alakelem. Bezin proclaims it's time to take care of the Shkolem and of Klein, which means it's Aleph Adar, and people should get ready to give their half a shekel. As well, messengers have to go off from Bezin, inspectors, to make sure there's no Klein growing, that different types of plants should not be growing together. And so Salanta wonders, why is this the first halacha, and why is it put together? They actually signify different things. The Machzah Shekel signifies Achtas, unity. Everyone comes together, everyone participates. Klein, Klein represents separation. You can't have these plants growing next to each other. They have to be separate. So wonders, we saw Salanter, why are these the two first halachas in Shkolem, and why are they together? And he says, from here you see, the value of having friends. It is so important to have friends and to be together with them. However, if a friend is a bad influence, then you have to separate from them. It's not a friend at all costs, at any price. If the friend is a bad influence, then you have to separate. Sometimes it's master shekel, everyone should be together, and sometimes it's client. It's not good to be together. And that's the lesson Rabbi Sosalanta says you learn from that Mishnah. It's important to be together, to be ba'achlis. Sometimes, if the person's a bad influence, you should separate. Because it matters who you sit together with. It matters who you are together with, because the influence will be coming and spread onto you. Many years ago, in the early 1980s, when the Jews in Russia were still under a terrible decree, they couldn't keep mitzvahs, couldn't keep Shabbos, couldn't teach Torah, and we were losing the generations. And there were a few strong people, tzaddikim, powerful people, who were ready to give up everything to teach Torah. And in Russia, with the little things that they had, they would have groups together, and in secret they would teach Torah, Chumash, there were some classes even teaching Gemara, Halacha. And people from out of Russia, from America, from England, from Eretz Yisrael, they would come into Russia, and they would come as tourists. And they would come with extra sedurim, sometimes extra tefillin, and kosher food, and svarim, and they would meet with these activists and try to help them out. One time, there was a fellow from America who came, 
And one of the activists he was meeting said, why don't you come to the Gemara Shir that I give? You will see that we actually have people here in Russia learning on a high level. The activist was very pleased and he was very excited to go. He was a little nervous, but they went. They went to the secret place they had to teach. They come inside and it was crowded. And it was a small room, but it was full. It was packed. Every seat was taken. And when the shear was over, people had questions. And then everyone left. And the Maggit Shear turns to the visitor and says, you see, you see how full it is? Isn't it beautiful? And the visitor from America was, was astonished. He was amazed that you're able to do such work here in Russia at such grave danger to yourself, but you still, you do it. And he says, did you notice that one person sitting in front who was sleeping? And the visitor said, actually, I did notice. He said, that person comes to the shear every week, but he always falls asleep. Other people wanted to come to the shear, but I said, there's no room. There's just simply no space. You see, there's no room anywhere. So a few weeks ago, I went over to the person who sleeps, and I gently asked him, I said, you know, I appreciate that you come to the shear. You put yourself in grave danger, just like everyone else, when you come to the shear. But every time you come, you sleep. There are other shear, maybe Chumash should be a little easier for you, or Halacha will be a little easier for you, and this seed we can give to somebody else. The person gave me such a look and said, I am not going anywhere. I am coming to the shear every single week. You cannot kick me out. I said, Chas of course you should learn, it's beautiful, but maybe go to their other shear and I can send you to where you'll perhaps gain more. The person looks at him and says, I am not leaving this year. I'm going to be here every single week. So I was very curious. Like, What's your strong connection to this year? So I asked him, and the person looks at me and says, I want you to know something. All I know is that I'm Jewish. I know nothing about Judaism. I know that I'm Jewish, and the Russians, gov- Russian government hates me. That's all I know. A few months ago, I walked into a bar. I walked into a bar to get a drink, and I took the drink. I sat them on the tables. All the people were sitting there, and I was drinking, minding my own business. And a few minutes later, the Russian secret police burst into the bar, and they started arresting people. And they arrested everyone sitting by my table. They arrested me as well. I had no idea what was going on. They dragged us off, and they threw me into a cell. I was there for a good few hours. I don't know what was going on. And finally, they dragged me out of the cell, and they bring me to an interrogation room, and they start questioning me. And they're asking me about all these things, about counterfeit money, about weapons. I don't know what they were talking about. And they start hitting me and beating me. And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. And they kept on beating me. Give us the information we want. And after hitting me for a while, I, I was crying. I said, I don't know what you're talking about. And they looked at them and said, all the people you're sitting with, they are known people who, who deal with weapons and with counterfeit money. And we know you're one of them. And he said, no, no, I just came there. I, I was just sitting there. And then a Russian officer looked me in the eye and said, if you sit with them, you're part of them. If you sit with them, you're part of them. And he kept on beating me. And finally, later on, they let me go. But the lesson he taught me, I learned very well. If you sit with them, you're part of them. And that's why I want to sit here. I want to come here to be with this Gemara here. Because if you sit with them, you're part of them. Yeah, it's true, I come here, I have no idea what you're saying, and I fall asleep. But I'm sitting here. If you sit with them, you're part of them. Because your friends count. Have a wonderful Shabbos. You've just experienced another Torah class, brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.